first, a message from our sponsor. Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got a pair of stories about the garbage company known as Facebook. Facebook is pushing back against Apple's new privacy policy for mobile devices. This all comes after Apple announced that it will begin spelling out exactly what kind of personal information is being collected by apps used on the iPhone. Facebook recently purchased a series of full-page newspaper advertisements directed at Apple, an attack on the iPhone maker's new ad tracking policies. Facebook's newspaper ads reiterate CEO Mark Zuckerberg's claims that Apple's tracking policies will hurt small businesses most. Here are InputMag.com editor Ryan Houlihan and editor-in-chief Joshua Topolsky discussing Facebook's PR move. Facebook put out multiple full-page print ads calling out Apple as a response to Apple wanting to create a sort of nutrition label for privacy on apps is where you would be able to look at an app and be like, oh, that's a lot of data, and I don't think it's right for me, and not purchase it. Facebook obviously heavily abuses its ability. I mean, Facebook was caught trying to play MP3s of silence in the background on your phone so that it wouldn't have to close its app and obey privacy and security rules. It could just keep running and collecting data. Facebook was caught turning the camera on on Instagram when you weren't using the camera. I mean, Facebook's been caught trying to soak up. They were paying teenagers to give them private data. I mean, they're obviously they will do anything they can to get their hands on this data. And so Apple is stepping in and saying like, well, there should be some limits and we have to protect our consumers. And we would like to create features on our devices to make them competitive to say, you know, when you buy an Apple product, you know that you're getting some level of privacy. And Facebook obviously doesn't want this. So they put out an ad saying that, you know, this will hurt small businesses. They're like, look, more than 10 million businesses use our advertising tools every month. True. That is a fact. Small businesses existed before Facebook. And it feels very much like Facebook is putting a gun to the head of small businesses during a global pandemic where one third of restaurants in New York have closed, maybe half at this point, and saying if Apple rolls out this feature, which will protect you from us, we'll fuck with your business. Yeah. I mean, they've built some pretty unsustainable systems. They've built systems on, uh, frankly, a lot of naivete and on the fact that most people aren't paying attention. Say what you will about the epic Apple battle. They've grown so much and they do control so much of the way these things work and how people are making money. And yet there's no real inspection or questioning or it's certainly no regulation around it. It's just like very Wild West. But now we're not talking about a couple of border towns, you know. These are like metropolises. It might have been the Wild West a decade ago, but now like Apple controls New York City and Facebook controls Los Angeles or whatever. These are not the actual places, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They have enough weight and size and influence. They're, they're massive, you know, their data wars, their, their, their economic wars, their platform wars. I mean, but they are, but there really is, I do think there's like a reckoning that's coming. I don't think people understand how bad it is, how much abuse there actually is happening at the platform level in ways that are totally invisible. If you you can picture how much abuse has happened in politics in the last four years, and then think what a company like Facebook who has information and power over basically everyone who's ever used a computer, 
if you think that in private they are not so abusive and slimy and underhanded that when this stuff starts to come out, even when a little bit of it leaks out, it's headline news. So if Cambridge Analytica could do what it was doing with such a tiny slice of data, they had so little old data. The things that are going to come out when the government decides to take any action against these companies, I think is really going to be a reckoning like that we have not seen since like the jungle, Upton Sinclair. Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. people really understand the rot that is happening in these companies. And I, I, you know, it's to different degrees at different companies, It's but it's present in all of them. And something like Amazon or something like Facebook, before the US has no global capital power to spend anymore, we need to like rein this shit in now because it's only gonna right. get worse and it's only gonna get more metastasized. Now, a message from our sponsor. Want to hear more from Ryan and Joshua? Then stay tuned for today's second story. There's the Facebook AI Research Lab. It's a group of about uh, 300 researchers, eight locations worldwide. Because we're the exploratory research arm, you need to leave space to creativity and the unexpected. During Facebook's recent end-of-the-year meeting, company executives revealed a number of plans for upcoming tech ventures, including a neural sensor designed to translate users' thoughts into action. Much of the meeting was dedicated to re-upping Facebook's commitment to artificial intelligence development. Here are InputMag.com editor Ryan Houlihan and editor-in-chief Joshua Topolsky discussing how this cannot be a good thing. In other Facebook news, I mean, they're creating AI that will do multiple things, right? So one of them is TLDR, which is an AI-powered tool that they're creating that will summarize news articles for you so that it just has the information you would have wanted to go in and get from it. And it also will come with narration, so it could just speak it out. But that means that nobody will have to click on news articles anymore, which, if you've been following the state of media, wouldn't be great. And then they are also using AI to record your face and your face movements and basically create a deep fake of you for video calls. NVIDIA has also developed something similar. Um, it's a little more unsettling to have Facebook doing it. And they want to basically create an AI face so that they you can use less mobile data to do a FaceTime call because you won't really be transmitting a picture of your face. They'll just be creating one on the fly and making it you know, match what you're saying, which is a very unsettling thing for Facebook to have the power to do is like own everybody's face and make them be able to say whatever it wants. Yes, extremely disturbing. <laughs> and then I mean, and then they want to create one that will basically read the thoughts of people that are like they want to be able to create models of where it's neurally connected to people and then create models of how they react to things either on their website or information in general or the news and sort of build an ability to expand that out and have a working model of basically everyone's personality. And this is probably something we shouldn't let them make. <laughs> well, on the one hand, I'm like, well, it's very far-fetched. It is and it isn't. Plot. I mean, sometimes I open up Instagram and I'm like, I thought about peanuts and now they're selling me artisanal yeah, peanuts. Yeah, I mean, I mean but, isn't, but there is also the question of, I mean, giving them any kind of further purchase, I mean, to do what Facebook does, giving them any more information is terrifying and having seen what they'll do with it. There is an option for, in many ways, to not give them data. 
right? You know, I struggle with it personally. It's like I, I use Instagram and I have a Facebook account, which I don't really use. We've talked about this many times. I don't really go on Facebook ever. Certainly they're pooling data from other sources like Instagram and WhatsApp, which I use. But there is a choice. I could make a choice to not use any Facebook apps and not give Facebook very much data, right? They might know, they might be able to like, you know, use an advertising ID, which increasingly is going to be harder for them, but to like track my shopping habits or whatever. But there is a choice, right? I mean, we could just stop using Facebook. If we all stop tomorrow, Facebook will go out of business. So like the question that I wonder is like, where is the education side of it? When, when are we going to say, I totally get that people need to be on there for different reasons, but isn't it possible that maybe we don't need to be on there? You know, I think that's certainly possible. <laughs> like maybe we, like, don't we, can we, can we just start to say like, I don't know. I mean, why are we all on Facebook now? I don't know. Right. I don't know either. I know I'm on it or I've been on it for a lot longer than I would want to have been because of work stuff. Instagram is a separate thing. It's hard when you work in media to give up any sort of platform because everything feels so unstable and fragile. And it feels like if the New York media was to implode or if my career was to implode, I would at least be able to have like a small following to go back to and try to create an, a Patreon or a, a podcast or an OnlyFans. Um, right, like right. you could, you. It's hard to say goodbye to that. And I think that that... While Facebook I've kept only because I need the advertising tools and like for events organization and work pages I need to manage. Other than that, I could just get rid of Facebook. Like I don't really need it as an address book. I don't really need to see, I don't need to see people's pictures of their kids on that website. I don't need to, like I don't use it for a ton of stuff, but I'm stuck a little bit because of work and I'm stuck a little bit because of my like Oculus headset or whatever other lock and stuff they're trying <laughs> right. to do. But Instagram, right. I kind of don't want to walk away from because I'm scared of leaving it now that right. I mean, I'm talking about it out loud now. That's probably the main way Facebook will maintain its power is to just threaten people, public figures, threaten journalists, threaten anyone who's anyone whose job is having ideas or being seen or perceived in any way, threaten them. And then you have the monopoly on people posting their ideas. It's, it's going to take the government to step in and say the people who run who has what followers can't also run VR and they can also have AI operations and like like there needs to be these companies need to make deals with each other and they need to be separate companies with competitors and they need to have incentives other than world domination uh, because they have more money than God at this point so their only incentive is right. to accrue more power. Well, we all get to a point where there's a realization that I mean maybe Gen Z is going to have I mean are they on Facebook are they on how much are they on Instagram? Um, I mean, then again, it's just you just go back. Then you just end up with like TikTok, which is not any better, which is in some ways worse. I mean, poor, look at poor, poor Perez Hill. We just need, you know? we need regulations. We also just need strong guidelines of like all companies can't do this. All companies we have to agree can't do that. And I think the problem comes down to the public doesn't know how any of these companies work. They don't know how to vote for people who know how these companies work because they don't know how these companies work. We're at a point now where like uh, the, the education level of how technology works and what the dangers are and how we could work around it are, it's just so removed that it's asking, it's like asking the government to regulate like medical or food services. Service or you need entire departments and we have to trust the experts at those departments. We can't vote in politicians who understand Facebook because even the voters don't understand Facebook. And so right. there's just like, it's really, it's really difficult. We need someone who like, we need the president or a consortium of extremely intelligent senators who happen to be there at the same time, like the squad or something to step in and be like, here's some common sense stuff. 
you know, like you can't right. sell user data as your business right. model. That's just the one right. thing you can't do, you know, like some right. basic <laughs> things like that. But I don't know if we're going to get it. I mean, and, and certainly like there's the whole people will just talk about how, well, then China will beat us. And then people in their fear of China and their xenophobia will give Facebook or Google license to do anything just because like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. They're American, quote unquote, even though none of these company, <laughs> companies have any allegiance to any government in the world. They don't no, give cer- a shit. Certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. They pray to the almighty Bitcoin. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Houlihan and Joshua at Joshua Topolsky. I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.